We're in Psalm 143 on this 4th of July morning, and I want you to see the Word of God from the pen of David, that great king of Israel, when he was praying, and we're going to pray this day. Hear what he said. Hear my prayer, O Lord. Give ear to my supplications. Answer me in your faithfulness, in your righteousness. And do not enter into judgment with your servant, for in your sight no man living is righteous. For the enemy has persecuted my soul. He has crushed my life to the ground. He has made me dwell in dark places like those who have, been, uh, who have long been dead. Therefore my spirit is overwhelmed within me. My heart is appalled within me. I remember the days of old. I meditate on all your doings. I muse on the works of your hands. I stretch out my hands to you. My soul longs for you as a parched land. Verse 6, I stretch out my hands to you as in worship, as in praise, as if reaching to God himself. David says, I, I'm stretching out my hands unto you, calling out, ready to embrace the Lord and come to him. Sam Brownback, governor of Kansas, later Senator Brownback of Kansas, just a few years ago, Tony Perkins was in his office. Perkins writes and says that I was looking around his office and there was a mirror. And on that mirror, he said, was a post-it note. And on that post-it note, it said, just hug Jesus. Tony said, I found it curious. Here's I'm in the senator's office and he's got this post-it note stuck on his mirror, just hug Jesus. He said, I couldn't help myself. I had to ask, what in the world does this mean? And so he asked the senator, why? And what, what is that about? He said, well, Tony, it's just a little thing I've been doing for years in my life that I keep that little phrase in front of me, just hug Jesus. He said, well, what's it mean to you? He said, well, I've found that when I'm hugging Jesus, it's very difficult to hang on to anything else. Perkins said, I found it to be a good word for my own soul. Just hug Jesus. I want to challenge you to hug Jesus today. This text says that David was stretching out his hands as if he would worship and, and as if to embrace our Lord. Now, Jesus doesn't need a hug from you today, all right? He's fine. He's been fine through all eternity. But for you to come and embrace him, like Mary and Martha, you remember hugging his feet. You remember those hanging on. Today, we should embrace the Lord God. I want to apply this little phrase, stretching out your hands to God in three ways today. Then I want to call us to a time of prayer today. Then I want to call us to the Lord's table today, and I'm calling some of you back to the baptistry at the end of this service today as you embrace, as you hug Jesus. Three things. Number one, I want to encourage you today that we let every person 
hug Jesus today, that you as an individual, you'd come running to Jesus, that you would hug him. Jesus loves you. He's the Savior of the world. First Timothy chapter 4 and verse number 10, Paul writes these words and says, for it is for this we labor and strive because we have fixed our hope on the living God who is the Savior of all men, especially of believers. For those that believe on the name of the Lord Jesus, he is your Savior. I would you'd run to him today. God loves you. Jesus died for you. He came for you. And he says, whosoever will call on my name, I will save them. You should run to him, embrace him today, and hug him by faith up on the glass. I heard the story. Uh, saw it. I showed it to our staff a couple of three weeks ago, a little video clip. Uh, from a, a preacher that I really love to listen to. And, and as I was uh, hearing Alistair Begg preach, and he's uh, got, he rolls his eyes, and uh, he's kind of hard to understand sometimes, but I really love to listen to Alistair. He's a great preacher of the Word of God. And they had a little clip. You look him up sometimes, Alistair Begg. You'll find this two-minute clip. I'm not going to show it to you, but just tell you what he said. He was preaching about the cross, about Jesus on the cross and the two men that died beside him, malefactors, thieves that died next to him. One thief didn't believe, but the other thief did believe. And Alistair said, just have some creative imagination and think with me, just a few hours later, after that man died, Jesus said, today you'll be with me in paradise. He said, just see the story. That old thief is walking up to the gates of heaven and the gatekeeper says, who are you? He said, well, I, I just died. They crucified me. He said, well, who the, what makes you think you can get in here? He said, well, I... He asked him, he said, what do you know about justification by faith? He said, I, I, I don't even know what that means. He said, what do you think about the sufficiency of Scripture? And the old malefactor said, I... I don't even know what you're talking about. He said, well, how do you think you can get in here? He said, all I know is the guy that died on the center cross said I could come. I am the way, the truth, and the life, Jesus said. No man comes unto the Father but by me. It's not all that you know. It's not that you cross every T and dot every I. It's that you've Hug Jesus, that you've come to Jesus, that you made Jesus Lord of your life. He, he died for you. That's why that cross is in that window to remind us that Jesus died for all of us malefactors, all we are, thieves, crooks, sinners. I'm praying today that every person here would find your greatest independence and find it through Christ as you come. Let every person hug Jesus. Today. Secondly, it's, it's my prayer that every church would hug Jesus today, that we as a people gathered would come to Jesus, the, the church of the living God, that we would join the church, that we'd love the church, that we'd serve the church. A blind man joined the church in early service. He came, he and his dog, he joined our church. Bob and Vinny joined our church this morning. Amen. Bob joined. We took Vinny too. Amen. I told him, I said, just put his paw on the ink, put it over there on the paper. We, we take him. 
and we'll let somebody else baptize him. I'm not hurting that, I guarantee you. But Bob came and said, Pastor, I've come. He's a friend of a friend of mine up in Alabama. He said, Pastor, just moved down the street from the church. Can you all help him? Some of our men are going to pick him up. And he came walking down the aisle this morning. He couldn't even find me. I ran to him, and I said, Bob. He said, Pastor, is that you? I said, yeah. He said, I've come. The lost sheep has come home. I want to be a part of the church. I said, who's this? He said, Vinny. I said, we take him too. I said, Amen. Here they came. Friend, you ought to join the church. You ought to love the church. You ought, you ought to serve the church. Don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some is, Hebrews says. But all the more as you see the day approaching, we ought to gather. gather. What's well, good to gather, isn't it? Good to have God's people uh, together. Let every church hug. We ought to as a collective people. We're not perfect, goodness, no. But let the church cry out together, you are our Lord. You're the head. The Word of God says that in Ephesians. We find it in chapter 1 and verse 22 where uh, Paul said, and he put all things in subjection under his feet, and he gave him his head over all things to the church. The pastor's not the head. The pope's not the head. The deacons are not the head. Jesus is the head of the church. We come to him and, and we embrace him today. We hug. Let, let the church hug Jesus today. But thirdly, let every nation hug Jesus today. On this 4th of July, we should be reminded of Psalm 33 and verse number 12, where the word of God said, Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. The people whom he has chosen for his own inheritance. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. No, no nation in the history of the planet started with faith any deeper than America started. They ran from persecution. You say, well, Pastor, I don't think we ought to talk about it. Well, friend, you, you ought to be grateful today you can come here. You go to Canada and do this today. They put me in jail for this. You ought to be grateful for your nation. You ought to embrace it. Did you hear the song we were singing? That every flaw, it spoke of flaws. Yeah, I mean it to be changed. Our goal, refine it. We ought to make this place more like Jesus, not less. Let every nation hug Jesus today. Let an America fall on its face before the God of heaven. Listen to this quote. This politician got it right. We have forgotten God. We have vainly imagined in the deceitfulness of our own hearts that all the blessings that we enjoy were produced by some superior wisdom and virtue of our own. We've forgotten God. That's Lincoln in 1863. That wasn't 1963. That wasn't 2019. That's 1863 when Lincoln said, we've forgotten God. Somehow we think all this stuff we have and enjoy and the blessing that we did something for. No, 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 friend. He, he would remind us. It is the mercy of God 
in every nation today ought to fall on its face, worship, and love him. Let every person hug Jesus in this place. Let this church, this church and every church, hug Jesus today. Let every nation, the one that gathers to eat hot dogs all across America this night, let us not forget in the middle of our fun that we ought to fall on our face and thank God for our liberty, for this republic. Well, here's what I want us to do this morning. There's the exhortation. I want us to apply the exhortations. We're going to spend a few minutes praying together. First of all, I'd like you to quietly pray just by yourself. Don't pray with anyone else. Don't pray about anyone else. Don't confess my sin. I won't confess yours. Amen? Okay? Is that a deal? I got enough to confess myself. You deal with yours. I'll deal with mine in this first time. Let every person hug you. So what I want us to do is, is just in this quiet moment, I, I just, you can get on your knees, you can bend your head over, you, you can do whatever you want to do. You can come to this altar if you want to. I'm going to go to this pulpit chair, and I'm going to kneel right there for a moment. And we're just going to put our lives before the Lord. And uh, we, we're going to pray. Pray quietly one for another after I finish uh, we'll rise to sing don't forget the words of J.I. Packer where Packer said about personal revival that revival is the visitation of God which brings to life Christians who have been sleeping any sleepy Christians in here wake up and restores a deep sense of God's near presence and holy so in the quietness of your own life, just bow your life before the Lord. I'm going to kneel here, you kneel there, come here, sit, however you want to do it. You just put your life for the next minute or two before the Lord and get clean before God. Just say, oh God, create in me a right spirit. Cleanse me. Confess your sin. Bring your burden. I prayed for a young lady, Haley, this morning. She's been very sick, sick, sick. And praying for whatever your burden may be. Lay it before the Lord just now.
this is your prayer of surrender. Lord, I give you my heart. I give you my soul. I live for you alone. Every breath that I take, every moment I'm thank you that if we confess our sin that you're faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us we claim that and we bless you for it in Jesus name now church what I'd like you to do I'd like you to pray with a friend there's two of you and I want you to pray for the church you can pray for me now you can pray for our deacon pray for your Sunday school leader Pray for our church to be bold and humble. Pray for this church to be righteous. Pray for us to be salt, be light. Pray for Ollie. Pray for the church in America that God would stir a revival within it. And so I'd like you to just find a partner and pray aloud. Pray for the church. And you say, well, preacher, I don't pray out loud. Well, that's okay. Just pray hard and then you can squeeze the hand. You say, well, I don't even believe I'm... You know, I just walked in here today. I've never been here before. I mean, I don't even believe in God. Well, you just listen in your soul and uh, see what God would speak to your heart today. I, I don't know who's in this room. All kind of people come here. But I want you just to pray one with another and one for another that God would move mightily in this church. What this country needs is a move of God within its church. Notice up on the screen, Andrew Murray said, a revived church is the only hope for a dying world. The church, we're to be God's people, salt, light in the culture. Let's pray that God would move in our church, in every church, maybe your home church from where you're from, just spend a moment. I'm going to walk over here and pray for John, pray with John, and he'll pray. And we're going to pray about all of you pray together, and then I'll come back and lead us as we pray one with another today. Okay? Pray now for the church.